Livermore Live Music presents Spotlight. Shining a light on Livermore's incredible music scene. Here are your hosts, Rob Allen and Kevin Snyder. Hey, welcome everybody. We're here at Advanced Creative in Livermore. And today the spotlight is on Two Day Town. We've got a bunch of people here. We're going to talk about Two Day Town and all its glory. You know, there might be a few people in the audience, Kevin, I don't know what you think, that, that aren't sure what Two Day Town is. So I think it's worth just setting the stage real quickly that Two Day Town is a music festival that's held on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday over the last complete weekend in April. And they hold it every year up at Lake DelVal Regional Park. And it's a music festival, and there's music and love and nature and laughter and friends and, and more music. They did ask me to do a, uh, a public service announcement uh, at the beginning of the episode. So if you're up at DelVal for two-day town or if you're, even if you're just up there, whatever, remember that you can't run through a campground. You can only ran through a campground because it's past tense. Oh. oh. Boy. You know you. what I did forget was my, my button board. You forgot your wah, 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 wah. Yeah, I have to do that. So um, today's a special uh, spotlight episode. We have a whole bunch of people to talk to. What we're going to do uh, to get started is go around the table real quick and uh, get everybody's name and kind of your role or your title as far as Two Day Town is concerned. So let's start with you. Yeah, my name is uh, TJ Tyler and uh, recently elected president of Two Day Town. Awesome. I'm Mark Claren, and I'm the guitar player for the Bacchus Brothers and a volunteer, and also I um, organize FebFest. Yes, awesome, which we're going to talk about a little bit. And I'm Linda DeChambo. I'm a volunteer, and I'm also appointed by the East Bay Regional Park District to the Parks Advisory Commission. Outstanding. And I'm Terry Burley, a guitar picker and vocalist for the Living Water Band, and all around flunky for two day town over many, many, many years. Awesome. Well, and so, and then that's a good segue to, uh, let's talk a little bit about the history of two day town. Um, I really don't know that much about it. I've read what's on the website, but, uh, somebody who's like real familiar with how it got started. it was back in like 1999 or 2000. Is that right? Terry, you're nodding your head. Like, you know, well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of gray, uh, on some of that. It's gone so far back into the past. Uh. I think uh, we've been playing around with this thing for about 20 years. Um, and I remember the, the first time that uh, we heard about it was uh, one of our band members was in the bank when uh, James Benny um, showed up in the, in the bank. And they started talking a little bit because they were in a long line. Things were moving slow. And, and James said, you know, I'm starting up a, a music festival. And Mark, who was standing there, he said, really? Uh, well, we're in a local... Bay Area band, and the rest is history. We've been, we've been, uh, what, plunking gospel folk grass for twenty years out there. Yeah, yeah. Were you at the very first one? I personally was not. I missed that one, um, but um, uh, soon after that, I made up. I hope for we talked to somebody who was at the very first one. Uh, I'm sure we will. We have, you know, we have more people coming in later this afternoon. So, yeah. Um, another thing, does anybody know why it's called Two Day Town? I mean, where did the, the name come from? Because it happens over three days, although it's 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Say again? Or more. Yeah, right, yes, or more. <laughs> I think we have to wait for other folks to, to enter that one. I know that the original name was Festival del Arroyo. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't originally called Two Day Town, but I don't know why it's not called Three Day Town yeah. or Seven Day Town or whatever. <laughs> or whatever it ends up being. Um. Mark, I did want to make a comment about <clears throat> Two Day Town because it, it it is indeed a music festival, but 
it's also really a family camping uh, festival. And I just want to make sure that, you know, when we're talking about two-day town, it's more than just music. Not that that's not a great thing on its own, but there's lots of other killer things that are going on through the whole weekend. You're absolutely right. Uh, There's, you know, the nature communes, and it's just a family. I mean, if if you go up there for the first time, and you don't know anybody, by the time that weekend's over, you're going to know pretty much everybody. It's a, it's a fantastic thing. I know I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but in addition to the organized music that they have, where they have three stages with music going you know, through the three days, there's a lot of improvised music that goes on, especially after hours, but even during the day. People just walking around with their guitar or their harmonica or their voice or their ears making music. Yeah, I did want to respond to Mark's uh, comment because I think he brought up something that was I think, is very much at the very at the very core of what Two Day Town is, at least it has been for me for over about twenty years, and that is that there I'm I participate in and work at several music festivals, and um, and one of the things that I've noticed is there's family that you're born with and the family that you choose, and uh, for me Two Day Town is chosen family. Um, I can go and play music in a lot of different places. Um, I can stand I stand in front of a bunch of people as we have over the years. But it, there's just something about the family of two-day town. Um, I, I think one, one of my favorite uh, vision, I remember, is one of the weekends that was absolutely bright and, and sunny and warm and one of the things I noticed was the little people, the children that run around that, that lawn. Everybody's watching out for them. Their parents certainly are, but so is everybody else. And I've seen little people, and you've seen them too, uh, you, you guys and gals who've been you know, involved in this too. Mm-hmm. They're rolling down that hill. And that's the enduring image I have is these children— it, I call it hot and cold running kids. Um, it, they're rolling down, rolling down the hill, having a wonderful time, absolutely safe, absolutely watched over. It's it's when people say family friendly, uh, two day town is more than that. Yeah, and yeah. it's amazing how many people you talk to now who are in their mid twenties or early thirties who say, "Yeah, I mean, I've been coming to this for fifteen or twenty years," and and they used to be the little kids rolling down the hill. Now it's their kids rolling down that hill. Linda, you were going to say something about uh, the campground, the facility, the site where it's held. Um, yeah, well, Del Val, as people know, or maybe not don't know, East Bay Regional Park District is one of the greatest park districts we have in, in, our, in the country. And uh, there are over 75 parks and over 125,000 acres of land, of which Del Val is one of them. And I think Del Val is a real jewel with, uh, it's tucked down there in the hills and um, even as an appointee to the East Bay Regional Park District, I'll be honest, until two-day town, I didn't know about DelVal. And so it really gets people out to see all of these parks and to really understand and see how big and broad these uh, nature areas are. And as Mark said, there's a lot going on during the week, and it's not just about the music. We do have, you know, outdoor getting uh, families out in nature, and we have nature walks, and we have recycled arts and crafts, and we have... You know, we're doing outdoor fitness. We're doing yoga on the on the beaches and right. massages, and it's just such a precious way to really get out and enjoy the parks and to see a park that you might otherwise never even um, head out to. Right. Yeah, and it's important. I'm glad you guys brought all this up because it's so much more than just a music festival. And music is a, is a huge part of it, 
Maybe it wouldn't happen without the music, but there's so many other things going on. If you've been there before, you know what we're talking about. If you haven't been there before, you think we're snowing you, but we're not. Just go up there, you know, for just for one day or the whole weekend, and, and you'll be hooked for life. Hey, uh, uh, Mark. I was going to say that, uh, don't forget the quilt patches, but, mm-hmm. but, um, but also I just wanted to just sort of really quickly mention that my first experience with Two Day Town was, you know, somebody talked me into playing, and uh, and the band um, Ray Merrill's mother passed away, and so she couldn't. I mean, he couldn't. Uh, she couldn't make the gig either. <laughs> but um, no, but uh, he, so he couldn't make the gig. So I just did a solo set. Didn't stay. Didn't do any of the camping things. But it was the eye opener for me was just going and you know i played on the stage and i hung out a little bit of course you know i didn't just roll in roll out but that was what convinced me that next year i'm gonna camp and uh and i've been doing that ever since right ray merrill of course is the drummer with the bacchus brothers correct um and the bacchus brothers is one of the premier bands here in the Livermore area you also play at at two-day town pretty much every year there's a spreadsheet that's available on the two-day town website that shows who played which venue, I think dating back to the first two-day town. And I'm not sure that Bacchus Brothers were there the first year, but you've played 15, 16, 17 years there. Something like, yeah, so many years I forget. (laughs) And TJ, in his, um, you know, uh, uh, not wanting to thump his own chest, didn't mention that he's also the bass player in the Mondays, another incredible band here in Livermore. And you guys have also played and headlined at two-day town a number of times. Yeah, um, we first went up, uh, my son was two, he's now 19, so I have to do the math. Um, we had been uh, <laughs> 12. <laughs> yeah, playing, playing the coffee shop circuit, and uh, um, Tom Thurman happened to be at uh, Panama Bay one night and saw us playing, and I guess they had a band that dropped out because they wanted to be paid, and we, we didn't want to be paid, we just yeah. wanted to come hang, and, and so Tom got us in, and... Uh, We've been we've been up there ever since. I think we've played all but one year, but even the year we didn't get selected to to play, we we went up anyway because couldn't miss it. Right, Tom Thurman. We'll meet him later today. One of the the main organizers and long history with Two Day Town. And uh, TJ, you just said another thing that I think is important for people to know is all the bands that play up there and almost all of the staff, the people who are taking tickets, it, it, they're all volunteers. Nobody's getting paid anything to do this, and that's how, what a love fest the thing is. People do it because. They like the sense of community and, yeah. and the fun that they have over the two-day town weekend. It's also worth noting that although two-day town is a is an event that happens every year, which everybody looks forward to for a long time forward, in a sense, two-day town is an ongoing year-round process in Livermore because uh, I mentioned them earlier, but there's two-day evening is an evening of music that's held in the fall, and then FebFest is unsurprisingly held in February. <laughs> Um, that's a two-day music festival that's held at, at our place here in Livermore. And those are fundraisers for two-day town. So they're, they're fun events and full of music unto themselves. But it's part of the ongoing process. As soon as two-day town ends one year, the committee the next day wakes up and starts planning for the fundraising and for the next two-day town after that. Yeah, it's, um, I think one of the things, some of these events were born out of necessity, like the fees and the expenses go up every year and we try not to pass that on to the the paying attendees. But almost more than that, it became like, 
I just want to get together and hang out with some of these folks again. Right. And so the opportunity, frankly, to have an evening town, to have a Feb Fest, even if we didn't have to, you know, do it for financial reasons, we'd probably do it anyway, just right. to get everybody together. Hey, talk a little bit about um, what it takes to put the festival itself on. I mean, you've got this stage and then you have the cafe stage and then, uh, you know, all the people that have to be organized. Talk about talk about all of the things that go on behind the scenes that a lot of attendees probably don't appreciate. Yeah, I would say as recent president of two day town, I had no idea how much really went into it. I was, I was a, uh, I worked 45 minutes, one forty-five minute set every, uh, every year I went up and that uh -huh. was it. Um, but it takes a sea of volunteers, everything from just parking and logistics. Um, the interface with the staff at East Bay regional park every year is a multi-month multi-engagement process. I think this year we've been up at the park two or three times meeting with multiple multiple folks, mm -hmm. touring facilities, making sure everything's good. Uh, do we have the porta potties where we need them? Is How is the stage going to be installed without damaging the grass? Um, how do we ensure that only people with wristbands are in the area and that everybody's safe? Um, it's a it's a 24-hour operation um, staffed by volunteers. Yeah. And, uh, and I would say every year we continue to step up our game more and more and more. Uh, but it's uh, it goes far beyond just when people roll up there and and set up their tent and then leave. There's a lot going on before and after. And and you know one of the big things we we pride ourselves on um, being a leave no trace event. So one of the things that we do when we get there is actually we remove all of the trash cans in the facility mm -hmm. so that people aren't just tempted to drop their things off. And we mark all the spots and then. Monday before everybody leaves, we roll them all back and put them back where they were. But that's and, because you want the people who, who are attending two-day town and who are camping down by the lake to pack out whatever they packed in, yep. not even their trash. Exactly. Yeah. Treat the park better than it gets treated most of the time. Ideally, I think the, um, the message I've always gotten and I've always tried to spread is like, you know, leave no trace includes like picking up the stuff that somebody else left yes. you know like there's plenty of that you know you can walk the lawn uh when we first get there and it's ridiculous how much stuff you can just pick up yeah bottle right caps there. and pull tabs yeah and, just yeah. All, that kind of stuff so you know I, I like the idea of leaving it better in better condition than when we got there and i think hopefully that's something that the park recognizes as well well and kevin i, I think you would agree with me with this that that a lot of the attendees go in there with that attitude is not just leave no trace. It's leave it better than you found it. I know we yeah. go up and camp every year and we make a point of policing our campground on the way out and, and leaving it as pristine as possible, regardless of how we found it. Linda, I don't know if you can talk a little bit about um, what it takes from the park district side to support an effort like this. We know it's not a trivial thing to host 2000 people or 3000 people, however many show up. Um, descending all on the regional park all on one weekend? Well, I don't serve in a day-to-day -day park role. There's a, you know, a park manager there who these folks are going up and meeting with on a regular basis. I work more on the sort of policy side mm -hmm. and report directly to the board of directors. But, you know, I think it's important for staff who's out there all the time to have some communication and understanding of what's going on. And I think there has been the past been a disconnect and I'm very impressed uh -huh. with the amount of work that's gone into to engage them and to communicate with them and to put in some checks and balances. Because I really believe there were some things in the past that maybe were 
um, not correct or correctly reported. And I think going forward this year, I've seen people are really being impressed and stepping up with doing, you know, check-in, check-outs, daily morning, you know, tailgate meetings. There's a lot of work going into making sure that the staff is more comfortable about what's going on. Right. And uh, even the opportunity to maybe be more of a community with the park and maybe doing some volunteer days with them. It's a big, uh, it's a big park system and they need a lot of help and need a lot of people to care for the parks. And I think Today Town is a perfect partner for that. And I think with a little bit more education and what I've seen going into it this year, yeah. um, it's only going to keep getting better. Right. Because it seems to me on the one hand, it's important for everybody who's involved, whether you're just up there camping or um, uh, performing or whatever, to appreciate that the staff there, the rangers that you see and the camp personnel and the management who you don't see, but they're there. You know, this is not their job to host music festivals, right? right. Their job is to run uh, a beautiful campground and make it available to the broader community. And um, it's a bit of a burden for them. Uh, but hopefully, if there's that kind of communication, they appreciate what the two-day town does for the community on an ongoing basis. Yeah. I think we had a real great opportunity, a very timely one, where we just celebrated our 85th year anniversary at the East Bay Regional Park District. And a lot of that celebration included outreach opportunities to get more people in the parks that might not go there otherwise. And that was the big focus to celebrate that. And I think the timing is perfect that Two-Day Town has been doing that for more than 20 years. Yeah. And we tie right into what they have tried to not only celebrate, but to encourage more of more multi-generation, more diversity, more health and fitness, more environmental education. And right. we do all of that. So I think the timing is good. The education from both sides is, is perfectly timed. I agree. If the communication is there, the goals of Two-Day Town and the goals of the park are, are closely aligned. You know, there's a lot of overlap there where everybody can benefit as long as there's good communication. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, um, let's shift gears a little bit here. Um, I'll put people on the spot, but think about like the funniest or the weirdest thing that's happened to you at two day town, or if not the, you know, a, and tell us a story here that you think is funny or interesting about some off the wall oddball thing that, that has happened to you or you've been involved with at two day town. Um, I've got one if nobody else does, but I'll, I'll save it for a minute. I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm very afraid. Yeah. This is very scary because um, while I, um, you know, it's a family affair. It's all the things we've been talking about. And actually, I wanted to mention that it, it Two-Day Town is a family. It's my extended family. It's a family of people that I choose to hang out with and and love and um and and all that but but we have grown up a little bit i think um you know we've had some some crazy crazy times you know years ago as we were first kind of getting this thing kicked off right. and some <clears throat> of the um some of the uh things we were doing i was actually a little bit freaked out about myself so not sure I want to really you don't have to tell us the details tell us the details yeah. of that but but it was uh it had to do with a fire and um and I just you know I was just like man are are we sure this is okay like this <laughs> yeah. this this doesn't seem right you know and uh and so as it as uh as now that I'm an adult um <laughs> and <laughs> debatable yeah right <laughs> yes. uh, now that I'm an adult you know I do appreciate and um 
you know, I want to be responsible and, and especially is the environment, you know, and, and I could see where, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, it looks like a bunch of maniacs running around, you know, with loincloths and, uh, you know, (laughs) to the outsider, it's got to look pretty freaky sometimes, you know, and just the, you know, the thing that I've always loved about two day town is, playing music it's not the stage so much you know which i do enjoy performing but but it's the after hours and the you know the braggadociousness of the next day where we we played till five in the morning or you know or six you know the sun was coming up you know or whatever and 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 those kinds of things you know you you know you just do that once a once a year or whatever but it's it's fun to just be able to cut loose and no it's absolutely fantastic and um, and it can be done responsibly. I mean, we can still have those kind of after-hours things that are fantastic jams, uh, but do it in a, in a responsible and adult way. But I know, Kevin, I think I hope you'll back me up on this. We some of oh, I will. Our best experiences at Two Day Town, uh, you know, are not performing. They're they're um, wandering around with a guitar from campfire to campfire. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, for sure. And meeting new people, right. Yeah. And and performing with people that you you've seen on stage or you've seen them play here or there, but you never had a chance to jam with them before. And and, uh, right. and uh, by the way, another thing that I love about those is um, a lot of people who aren't in a band and they don't go out and play or perform regularly, but they get that opportunity here. They get to go to these campfire jams and they're not shy about stepping up and you know if you know the words of the song, sing along or you know we'll play and you sing and a lot of people just dive right in and it's uh, you know absolutely absolutely. I dig it. Now, that said, I mean, there is a centerpiece to two-day town, which is the main stage. And so, I mean, that's a that's an undertaking unto itself, I'm sure, to put that together. And, I mean, I don't know if either of you can speak to it very much, but the PA system for that, I assume, is quite a challenge to put something like that together. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm always impressed watching it go in. I know there'll be some other folks coming in to, to speak more about that, but you know, when they, when they start to do the installation on Thursday, you're like, are they going to finish this in time? Cause yeah. there's a lot to go in, but um, you know, I'll be honest, the first time that the Mondays played there, we couldn't believe the stage we were getting to play on uh-huh. the sound system. You've got is the first time we'd ever had like a monitor mixer separate from the front of house <laughs> guy. <laughs> and so there's these things that sort of open your eyes and you can definitely tell when new bands come in and they're just sort of like, there's a guy that's going to adjust the levels for me. Yeah. That's right. amazing. <laughs> um, and so the quality is top notch. Uh, you know, it's not to say sometimes there aren't hiccups. I know that they had to swap out a board one year and, you know, power goes out every once in a while, but that's sort of the, I mean, it is fun. the wilderness and there's not a radio shack around the corner. No, nope. right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but there is a radio show. There is, <laughs> there is a radio show. So that's you right. can tune in on, uh, on whatever it is. I forget the frequency, but, but the, it's broadcast within the Valley there, yeah. you know, which is kind of cool. I mean, there's so many cool things about it. The, you know, as it's progressed, you know, the lights, you know, the lighting is, is so much better than it was the first year and, or, you know, the first few years or what have you. I mean, there's just so many things that somebody, I think, you know, these all these talented people come up with an idea and they go, hey, how about we do something like this, you know? And, 
It is a little scary. I'm hoping we're not going to start shooting rockets off. Yet. Yeah, right, yeah. But um, <laughs> we are right next to the lake, so what the heck? <laughs> no, I, I'm I, kidding. I will also add, we use, and I know I'm not the only band, we'll use that as like the one time a year we're going to do something super special. Right. Um, it's like the audience is right. The environment is right. You know, the lighting is great. You want to videotape it. And so like this past year, we had a three-piece horn section with us, and it was off the hook Killer. it was so much fun so in fact i would say so and we had mark and ray merrill on the show a couple months ago and this was one of the things we talked about is and i i don't think it's just a few bands i bet it's most of the bands that perform up there to them certainly to us two-day town's the high water mark and you kind of gauge how you're progressing as a band by your ability to perform at two-day town and one of the things that i i think about two-day town is the relationship between it and live music in Livermore in general, because the two things are mutually supportive, right? I mean, there are some bands that play around Livermore. They're really good bands that they're not, they don't do two-day town, but a lot of them do. And so we all kind of know each other and we all, you know, want each other to do well, but we're competitive and we see mm -hmm. the Mondays do some incredible thing. And we're like, all right, next year, <laughs> you know, we're going to do that. But I think it, I think it raises the level of music around the community um, and it also, you know, creates these interrelationships between bands and these friendships that are just part of the unique culture of the live music scene in Livermore. I guess there's probably a few other places in the United States that have something analogous, but I don't know where they are. So having said that, does that mean we're getting a horn section this year, Rob? <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as you learn to play that trumpet, man. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> There's that. I was thinking uh, New York uh, Philharmonic, you know, we're going to have them back us up. But <laughs> you had, <laughs> no, but you had Red something. Uh, I did want to say another thing that sets this one apart from a lot of stuff that happens in this area is the deep focus on original music. And that, I think, um, is really important and you know i feel bad sometimes there's a lot of great well-known bands in the area and they're not a regular part of two-day town and partly when the like the submission process when people apply to to perform the the deep desire to encourage and support the creation of new music and frankly the number of venues and wineries in the livermore valley that mm -hmm. host live music that's original is unprecedented right off the hook and it increases every week every year yeah um and that's an excellent point and I just wanted to really quickly just mention that you're right. I mean, the Bacchus Brothers, we feel like it's a forcing function. Mm -hmm. We're always working on something and like a new recording or a this or a that and uh, writing new material or something. And it forces us to finish that and get it ready for two-day town so we can, you know, perform it. And hopefully people don't throw stuff at us. <laughs> Quite the opposite. I mean Hey, we want to welcome Cheryl McDonald. Cheryl, hi. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. Welcome. Uh, so tell us quickly, uh, actually take as much time as you want. What's your, your <laughs> title or your role at uh, Two Day Town? Well, at Two Day Town itself, I'm the volunteer coordinator. It keeps me pretty busy throughout the event, but I still have a lot of fun and enjoy the music as well. Um, I also put on Evening Town, and I coordinate and have people under me that help me staff the, uh, the kids. Act I shouldn't call it kids. It's actually kids of all ages uh -huh. activities, the family activities. Also, Terry, that would include you. Yeah, he can yeah. go. <laughs> Terry can definitely be there. <laughs> That's good. It's nice to have permission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're one. I mean, Cheryl is really one of the core people in the two-day town governance group that just keeps it going year in and year out. And uh, we see you. All over two-day time, you know, just running around doing things. And, you know, uh, I think if it wasn't for a small number of people like you and TJ that 
that put all these hours in year round, something like two day town couldn't happen. It's true, but you know, I think TJ would probably agree. But it, for me, with the volunteers, it's a labor of love, and uh -huh. evening town's a labor of love. Yeah. I mean, two day town is it's a family, as everybody has already mentioned here. It's it, why not do it for this community? So, uh, uh, at a typical two day town, how many volunteers do you have up there over the course of the weekend? that are sort of behind the scenes doing things or taking tickets or watching the gates or whatever? How many people is that? Um, about 250, 300 people. So I have 400 spots, but they it, some of those areas are 24 hours. So they're working 12 to 4 and 4 to 8 in the morning. And we say, wow, thank you so much. Right. And I, I suspect that a lot of people who go up there had no idea that there was that many people involved, all volunteering behind the scenes just to make the thing happen. It's it's true, and and you wouldn't know, and and part of that is good, and part of that's bad because we need the volunteers mm -hmm. for sure. But to have people realize that two day town is running so smoothly is also to our benefit. You know, yeah. like I have very few problems, and and I love that about two day town because if there's a problem, the family's taking care of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to ask this. This is a kind of an off the wall question, but um, you might be in the best seat to, to know about this. So uh, talk about, talk about like, have there ever been any emergencies or unforeseen circumstances that you've had to deal with on the fly up there that, that nobody had really thought of or planned ahead of time? Um, there have been, but the fact that there, you don't know about them is a perk. Right. We don't want people to know about them. We wanted to extinguish them quickly. And, and there haven't been anything that's any been serious yeah, yeah. really but the fact that you don't know about them and people don't know about them at two-day town that's what we want we want it to run smoothly and to take care of a, a little problem and put it out and i don't know if people will get the reference here but in my mind i always think of two-day town as being like it's a little woodstock except we didn't need wavy gravy <laughs> <laughs> so i think everybody over 50 understands yeah, the reference <laughs> everybody understands wavy gravy and you know are we having a turkey here or what <laughs> hey um we can't we can't have a spotlight episode without taking a break and doing bad joke pass around. So I don't know if you've seen this before, but I'm going to pass the hat, take a card. You can either tell that joke. You can take, tell another joke that, you know, you can take another card or you can just pass. But, uh, All right. choose wisely. Yeah, choose yes. wisely. Am I supposed to do this now? Yes, please. A sheep rancher's fence fell down. He tried to count how many got loose but he kept falling asleep. Uh, no, that's a good joke. <laughs> boom, boom. That's hilarious. All right, Mark. All right, is it okay if I just tell a joke? As that long I as it's not too long. <laughs> okay, it'll be real quick. <laughs> okay. So this is quick. I just heard this on the radio. So um, <clears throat> David Letterman, everybody knows David Letterman, right? So he's Racing in, guy. He's in, yeah, he's in Las Vegas doing his show. This is back when he was still doing his show. And the key grip guy, you know, he's like, mm -hmm. comes up to him and he says, Dave, you know, my... My my wife's sick. She's really sick. It's going to be a hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars in medical bills. You know, can you help me out? Dave says, "Well, uh, how do I know you're not just going to take the money and gamble it?" You know, and he looks at Dave and he says, "Dave, I got gambling money." Oh. <laughs> 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 we might have to stop. I don't know if we can top that. Oh <laughs> I'm going to take a shot at it, though. Are you, you got to try it? I, actually, I'm going to try one. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Here you go. So I don't know if you guys remember. Um, I went um, Recently, I had a flat tire or a low air in my tire. Oh, no. 
and I went to the uh, filling station to pump it up. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It, it costs like a buck seventy five now to get to get air for your In, tires. Yeah. You remember back when it was free? When air was free. Yeah. yeah. You know why it's expensive now? No. Inflation. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's officially bad. Coming down the coming down the home stretch here. All right. Well, it is bad joke pass around. Yeah, we, yeah, sorry. we call it bad joke pass around for a reason. Yeah. I see. Sorry. All righty. Let's give this a try. Okay. So, I wonder if I should be talking with an accent on this thing. Possibly I should. Huh? So, do you know why it was called the Dark Ages? No. Yeah. Why? Because there were so many nights. <laughs> Uh, Uh, I like the accent, dude. You did it really well. Nice job. I hate it when someone says my shoes are on the wrong feet. They're only feet I have. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think I can add to any of that, so I'll just I'll just call an end to bad joke. Pass around. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Um, There's an improvement to everything. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about Two Day Town 2020. Um, So uh, there, as as it turns out, I think a lot of our audience knows. Maybe a few of them don't, but there wasn't a Two Day Town 2019. It was just a hiccup, and it was uh, we were unable to uh, to put it on. But uh, so Two Day Town 2020 is coming up. It's the first time we've done it in two years. Got expectations? Do you? Um, we were chatting a little bit earlier. Does anybody know anything? I don't about how ticket sales have been going. Um, we're going to have this usual crowd up there. What, what are our expectations for Two Day Town 2020 after taking a year off? I think in many ways the expectation is that it's going to be the Two Day Town we've always come to know and love, but maybe a little smoother and a little bit more well understood and pre-documented. Um, and uh, but we're going to have the main stage back where it was and. Mm-hmm. We're going to have volunteers or we're going to have musicians and bands. Uh, there's going to be a lot of construction going on. So the normal area where we would do our morning cafe stage uh-huh. is going to have to be relocated. It's going to be at the same time as our same location as our nap time stage. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, and we're going to have a lot more parking challenges. This is definitely something we want to make sure everybody's aware of. Uh, for safety reasons, the park department, um, they're shutting down parking on the one side of Del Val Road. Okay. So that's going to reduce our ability to get almost a hun- over 100 to 150 cars in that used to be in there. Got it. So we're going to need people to carpool, carpool. And, and be very conscious and think about how they're getting themselves up there and not uh, going back and forth and just saying, oh, I'm going to go in, go back for the night, and my wife will stay there in her car. Like, we need to make sure that, that folks are taking care of it. But it's, it's going to be two-day town. Yeah. I've seen, the, I've seen the lineup. I know it's not finalized yet because there's always a band can't make it and you have to swap, swap someone in. But, I've, you know, basically I've seen what the lineup's going to be. And uh, like every year, but the music is just going to be fantastic this year. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah. And while you're speaking of music, because we keep talking about music, one of the things I love about Two Day Town is actually the diversity of music. So it's not like, you know, when you when you think about a bluegrass festival, you know, it's all bluegrass, which is nothing wrong with bluegrass. I love bluegrass. Right. bluegrass. My dad played the banjo and blah 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 but but i love the fact that it's diverse because it just keeps it more interesting yeah yeah you got you got funk and reggae and straight ahead rock and roll and country you know, and gospel yeah and bluegrass yeah yeah and bluegrass yeah and bluegrass right. hey do you know the difference do you know the difference between a, a banjo and an onion no. nobody cries when you cut up a banjo 
You just couldn't skip that. Well, I, I, I didn't take my turn, so I felt like I had to do it. You know, you know how you tell one banjo song from another one? No. By the title? Oh, uh, that's <laughs> terrible. All right, I'm done. There, there is some excitement, too. We, we just had a volunteer party, um, and the volunteer party was uh, it, it's sort of like the evening town Feb Fest without the bands and all that, but it's a chance for people to get together and they start signing up. And there's a lot of excitement coming for two-day town this year. And they're already talking about the, the TJ brought up the, the limited parking or a little bit of hindrances yep. and how they're going to start carpooling together. Yeah. Well, that's environmental. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. right. So we're leaving no trace. We're also bringing less cars there, hopefully, but by having people carpool, but there's a tremendous amount of excitement for this year. Yeah. People will figure it out because they just love being up there so much. Yeah. They, and how do they get there? They'll do it. Shove the, the tents in there and all that, or music, you know, the yeah. instruments in there, and they'll get there. Right. There's always Hal. He he rides his bike from Bart, you know. <laughs> he's, he's an amazing dude. There's another guy that rides his bike from Pleasant Hill all the way out there with all his gear. Impressive. Wow. I uh, know. His tent and everything. Yeah. Hey, I want to thank you all so much for participating in this. Uh, you know, it was kind of an uh, open-ended discussion, but I think this has been great, you know, uh, it's, it's just fun to think about the coming two-day town to remember the, the ones in the past. Um, last chance, though, I want to go around the table, and if there's a last point you want to make, uh, something you wanted to talk about that I didn't bring up, um, you know, uh, last word. TJ, anything? Uh, I would say share two-day town with your family and friends that you like. Um, you know, this <laughs> this place is not a big advertising thing. It's 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 word of mouth, and it's, you know, if if we're each other's people and you got some other people that you think would be great to bring them, Bring them and uh, come and have them be part of the fun. Awesome. Mark? I agree with that statement. Awesome. Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have some friends that are coming up for the first time this year. So uh, hopefully there's some new blood is coming up there. Yeah. And, so be nice to them. And don't, and don't yeah, mess it up. I'm always nice to them. And uh, are you going to invite them to the snipe hunt on Friday? Yes. Okay. Right. Perfect. <laughs> I thought we weren't supposed to talk about that. Oh. <laughs> like Fight Club. <laughs> Cheryl. So involved in the volunteer, if you're interested in volunteering, we have a hotline you're welcome to call. I'll give you the number. It's 510-418-4707. Say it again. Say it again. 510-418-4707. And you will just be absorbed into this wonderful family. If you're new, you'll be absorbed in. You won't know anybody or new two people, and you'll leave knowing hundreds. So I think it's the best event around. And, am I correct that volunteers get a, a free pass, a free ticket to the they, event, right? They do indeed. So it's a, a perk in itself right there. You bet. Terry, anything? Yeah. I, one of the things that crossed my mind is that uh, unlike other music festivals, this one is participatory. Did I say that right? You I did. think I did. And the, the, whole, the whole emphasis is to bring people together, and that includes in playing music. Uh, Mark has made uh, great allusions to the uh, the evenings where we get together and play until nobody can play anymore. But there's other opportunities during the daytime, and and people don't feel shy necessarily with dropping by. And they'll say, well, you know, if you got an instrument, bring it. One of the things we do on Sunday morning is exactly that kind of thing, but it's more organized. And a bunch of us have been uh, leading this for quite some time. Uh, but we call it the—I think we call it the Gospel Hour. Um, it's a, a, a throwback to old sing-alongs, and we've had as many as a hundred people out there, and yeah. people come there with 
bring a guitar, a mandolin, a ukulele, whatever, and come and play along and sing along with us. And people get amazing harmonies. And it's all because the family brings the music out. Um, it's not, uh, it's not performance oriented, it's participation oriented. And I think that says, uh, that says mouthfuls for the whole weekend, but that's just one area, uh, that you get another clue as to what's really going on here. Right. Well, I hope there's some people that have listened to this show or watched this show. I hope that, that weren't aware of two day towners didn't know what it was really all about. I hope there's people who do and then share the links and get that out there because it, it really is something incredible and special. It's not just another music festival. And if you haven't had a chance to participate before, you know, try to make the opportunity. It's fantastic. If you have participated before, then we know you're going to be up there at 2020 and we'll see you there. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.